Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 19th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. A little say I'm a bit sleepy. Had a productive morning, but I just I didn't sleep well. You know, I, I woke up too early. I have a nasty little habit of laying down in bed knowing I'm tired, ready to go to sleep, but knowing it's too early to go to sleep. And I'll be like, oh, I'll just watch my stuff and I'll have all my things up and on running and then I'll pass out and then I'll wake up maybe like an hour or so later and it's just like things are still running, things are still on. I'm like, oh, what's happening? Where am I? What time is it? And then, you know, I got to recalibrate. So that happens sometimes. That happened, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) more or less last night. Uh, but that's okay. You know, we got everything done, got my laundry done, got some donuts in me. Uh, I will say another bummer, I guess, was I tried the cronuts again. And I, I will say they are still a good donut. I think the, 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 the fried donuts are really cool. Um, they're really like, I love the aesthetic of them. Uh, they even feel nice, like they're nice and thick donuts. But the taste is just different. It, it's not it for me personally i've realized uh so i didn't enjoy that but the i got a sticky bun and then also like uh what was it It was like a chocolate iced um donut with like white icing on it too so it was fine that was it was overall a good experience there and they had some water so it was good yay um so yeah overall that's the food corner that's uh that's my sleep patterns (laughs) i need to take a nap that's really what i'm saying uh let's see here let me go ahead and do my little startup, and then we'll get into some news. Do 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 do. Okay. Actually, a random side news I feel like inserting. Um, Elon Musk, little Twitter news. He has said he is thinking about removing the block, like the block system in Twitter, essentially reformatting it to just being like um, you can block people from DMing you. But essentially, I don't know if that would mean that like everyone would be unblocked. Like that, that sounds very unhinged or that you would just no longer be able to block anyone. So that, that's an interesting thing. We'll see how that goes. He might have just been doing that just to post and make people upset. Who knows? Um, anyway, let's get into the real news, though. From Axios, U.S., Japan, and South Korea pledge close cooperation at historic summit. Um, I love this little picture here they have at Axios. It's, it's just like, it's like a boys' day. Apparently, Camp David is for the boys. This is very historic. Uh, normally Camp David is like a retreat situation for the president to go, you know, vibe out. Maybe he might invite like some close associates or people. Maybe there like might be some like, I don't know, last minute hush deals. I don't know. I feel like that's speculative. I don't have any record of that. Whatever. I just watched House of Cards. But, um, it is like monumentous that he invited, um, who is it? Let's see. Yong Suk Yol. Uh, from Korea, South Korea, and then Prime Minister of Japan, Fumio Kishida. 
uh, to uh, Camp David. So, you know, to talk about things, we will get into what they talked about. Uh, let's see here. In a historic summit Friday at Camp David, President Biden and his counterparts from South Korea and Japan announced they will strengthen military cooperation and turn this first ever ever trilateral summit into an annual tradition. Now, I don't know if that means that they're going to keep meeting at Camp David or if they're just going to, you know, change the location. I don't know. Maybe the vibes are right. You know, they want to get the summer in real quick. You know, I don't I don't know what they do. I don't know how it really gets down. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they broke some ground here. Uh, I know this is like really big just because, you know, Japan, South Korea relations were, you know, kind of very tumultuous at one point and you know they've been softening over time but you know still it was a big move for you know south korea i guess to do this and it's getting you know praise and uh scorn you know from critics stuff like that but um yeah more or less what they were talking about was just like you know what's bad guys china china's is pretty bad and uh north korea that's pretty bad so like we didn't just talk about china everyone no you know of course china's got a lot of problems with their economic coercion but you know yeah north korea they're doing you know they are doing a lot of you know ballistics testing all that kind of shit now i mean granted that's kind of part of the course but you know i have talked about some of it on the podcast like it is something that they've been ramping up so it does make sense that, you know, the this menage a trois happened and, you know, they met up. Uh, my initial kind of thoughts on it, too, was I, I remember back um, to rewind. Uh, we were doing the, the debt ceiling shit. There we go. And I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I might be totally off here. Um, Biden was making his way like on his little Asian tour. And he was then supposed to go from his Asian tour to Australia. But I think things kind of felt maybe rushed because I know he didn't even get a chance to even go to Australia. So I kind of thought, oh, maybe this is like a nice way of just saying, hey, I'm going to make more of a diplomatic effort here. And this will like really like come off really well. And it also it, it really does like do this thing of like making this feel like, oh, like, so what are we doing here? Like, what is this like the new NATO? Is this like Asia NATO? And, um, you know, at least it's kind of what China is getting the vibes of. Um, And I do want to kind of read a quote from them. The international community has its own judgment as to who is creating contradictions and increasing tensions. Chinese Foreign Minister Spokesperson Wang Weben told reporters on Friday. Um, I guess I should run back a quote from um, the three leaders. They said they strongly oppose any unilateral attempts to change the status quo in the waters of the Indo-Pacific. Indo-Pacific. They also urge stability across the Taiwan Strait, which is like specifically talking about China. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. They came together. They talked some shade. They had some, you know, some tea. I don't know, whatever. Like I said, a little boys' day. I thought that was cute. I wanted to talk about it. Uh, Let's see, new news, more news uh, from the Associated Press. A former fundraiser for Representative George Santos has been charged with wire fraud and identity theft. A former fundraiser for Representative George Santos was indicted Wednesday on federal charges that he impersonated a high-ranking congressional aide while soliciting contributions for the New York Republicans campaign. 
So, I mean, apparently this dude just knows how to pick them, you know. <laughs> it's like, look, you know, birds of a feather, they flock together. They scam together. Uh, Sam Mealy, 27 years old, was charged with four counts of wire fraud and aggravated identity theft and an alleged scheme to defraud donors and obtain money for Santos under false pretenses. Prosecutors said Mealy used a fake name and email address to impersonate a high-ranking aide to a member of the House with leadership responsibilities. Uh, this was uh, Dan Meyer, who is a retired aide of a uh, longtime chief of staff to House Speaker um, Kevin McCarthy, who was at the time a minority leader. So essentially, he was just kind of using this guy's name for clout, but like he was like masquerading as him. And I, I feel like the weirdest thing here is, and, and this is another thing I think that's kind of why Santos isn't charged. This is a separate thing. It just overlaps with um, Santos's own wire fraud, money laundering climbs, climbs, claims. Uh, but he sent like a letter to uh, Santos last September. And in this letter, Mealy admitted to faking my identity to a big donor, according to the indictment. He went on to describe himself as a high risk, high reward in everything I do. I said, like, imagine as like a kind of person, like that's the kind of guy I am. And it's like, dude, you didn't have to like go out of your way here. But at the end of the day, he made like a 15% commission of each contribution he raised. So essentially this guy was a go getter because he wanted to make his own bag. So essentially he's like, I'll be whoever the fuck I need to be. And he thought it was just going to be a victimless thing. And I think that now everything's going to get getting overturned and looked at here in investigations and probes. Like if if you were a fucking, you know, schemer alongside Santos, you're catching the most collateral damage right now. You know what I mean? And I mean, granted, this was dual aim schemes. Like you, this was in the same pursuit. But I mean, damn, everybody, everybody's catching shit. So, um, you know, I'll keep you posted on that. Of course, you know, just a fun way to talk about our guy, you know, George uh, Santos. Uh, you know, he's still fighting a good fight. He's still planning on running, doing his shit, despite the uh, the charges. Um, but yeah, we got a couple more stories to talk about here, and they are both raids. Uh, one in the States and one out of the States. So let's talk about the one in the States from the Bay Area, actually. Uh, let's see. From NBC Bay Area, East Bay police officers arrested in FBI raid. Felt like some uh, departed shit for real. Uh, the nine uh, nine current and former police officers in the East Bay face federal charges after a raid Thursday by Federal Bureau of Investigations. The FBI's roundup of officers from Antioch and Pittsburgh Police Departments come after a 18-month investigation into an alleged criminal network. Um. I believe this is like all like California shit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and read this quote. Today is a dark day in our city's history as people trusted to uphold the law allegedly breached that trust and were arrested by the FBI. As our city absorbs this tragic news, we must come together as one. Uh, this is from Antioch Mayor Lamar Thorpe. Uh, today's actions are the beginning of the end of a long and arduous process. To those who have accused me and others of being anti-police for seeking reform, 
uh, for seeking to reform the Antioch Police Department. Today's arrests are demonstrative of the issues that have plagued the Antioch Police Department for decades. Seeking to reform the Antioch Police Department is not anti-police. It is pro our residents and pro officers that have served and continue to serve with honor. Uh, let's see here. They appear at least seven of the defendants appeared Thursday for arraignments. Charges are wide, uh, wide ranging, including conspiring to distribute narcotics, altering and falsifying records of a federal investigation, wire fraud, where officers allegedly defrauded money from the police department, and then civil rights violations of obstruction of justice. So these these dudes are going hard in the paint. There's a lot of dudes. I don't want to get you guys bogged down with the names. Um, mostly officers, like community service officers, whatever. Um, they're there if you want to read them, though. Uh, let's see here. One of the attorneys was like, all oh, the raid was like completely unnecessary. Uh, it does seem like a, a flashbang was used, and, you know, but I don't mind that they went hard on these dudes. They're cops. They knew they were running deep, and you don't know who's going to react on these kind of things when they're actually facing charges. They could. You know they have a gun. <laughs> like You know they're dirty, so you just don't know what's possible, so I actually don't mind. You know, uh, if it was my tax dollars there in that situation, I'd be like, you know, whatever. You're getting, you're cleaning up the streets. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in the course of the FBI investigation over the past year and a half, Fed seized the officer's cell phones and stumbled upon racist and homophobic texts uh, between dozens of Antioch cops. A judge is now trying to decide if those texts violated the state's Racial Justice Act. Uh, the text also described recently retired police chief Stephen Ford in racially derogatory terms. They also contained homophobic slurs and suggested violence against unhoused people. So, I mean, there's a mouth and off. Now, I will say it makes more sense for me for you to do your crimes and spill your crimes in a text as opposed to a letter. You know, like that's fucking weird. The Mealy guy, why were you writing a letter to George Santos? That's strange as fuck. Uh, at least you're like, doo, 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 like, oh man, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like putting expletives. Like, I guess, like, very dumb, very incriminating. Like, you should think about that in this day and age. Don't, don't send emails. Don't fucking send texts. Like, meditate on those things. I don't know. Ruminate on it. Kick it old. I don't want to give you all tips for a crime. No, don't. If you're going to be a dirty cop, I guess keep fucking up. Fuck up harder. But um, it just seems very dumb. It seems very just foolish. All right. Uh, let's see here. What else do I want to talk about from this? Um, something I highlighted that was really disturbing here for me. As many as 45 of Antioch's uh, approximately 100 police officers were placed on leave because of the text. So that's like almost half of the, of like what, the precinct, right? Like, holy shit. That's fucked. That's unsettling. Like, to that many people. And, and it just makes you wonder. It's like, that's that local, you know, cop, you know, police. These, this this district. <coughs> this precinct. You know, it makes me wonder about mine. It makes me wonder, like, you know, all over the fucking place. So, um, you know, hey, at least uh, it's good to see the FBI taking an effort here. Um, but still. You know, putting a light on that shit is very like, oh, God, oh, leaky. All right, uh, we got one more thing to talk about uh, before I let you go. Before you can, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully you're enjoying your Saturday as you're listening to this, driving, chilling, hanging out, whatever. But, you know, you can get back to that.
Mm. Having some yummy, yummy water today. All right. Um, from BBC News. Cash cars and homes seized in $735 million Singapore anti-money laundering raids. Um, so this is a pretty big sting, another raid. Uh, not on cops this time. But Singapore police have seized about $1 billion um, I don't know what this denomination is, but essentially it is uh, $735 million or 578 uh, pounds, I think, million pounds. So either that or dollars, that or pounds. I, I don't know what this S thing is. Um, including luxury homes, cars, and watches, and one of its biggest anti-money laundering probes. Gold bars, designer handbags, wine, and... Um, $23 million in cash. Um, once again, I don't know what this, what this nomination is and they didn't, they didn't translate, translate this one. Uh, but this was found among the items seized in the raids. Police arrested 10 people in the operation, all of whom held foreign passports. Raids the size, uh, raids of this size are rare in Singapore, which has one of the lowest crime rates in the world. I feel like that's because they have a high like like crime enforcement. So they're layer of the like the notion like I think I've I've talked about this before. Where there was a lady who was selling heroin. It was like I don't I don't remember the amount, but it, it was just one of those things where it was an amount where they're like, no, we're gonna kill you. We're going to execute you. And so when you have just a high like rates of conviction and then like the sensing is so brutal. Yeah, you're not gonna probably, I guess, have as much crime. <laughs> I, I feel like it's very draconian, but like, hey, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. I, I'm not a nation builder. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Singapore police force said in a statement that simultaneous raids were held across the city state on Tuesday. Uh, it's added that 94 properties, including homes in some of the country's most sought after areas, were seized, along with 50 vehicles. 10 people aged between 31 and 44 were arrested for alleged money laundering and forgery offenses. Police said that those arrested had passports from China, Cambodia, Turkey, and Vanuatu. The group was suspected to be involved in laundering the proceeds of crime from their overseas organized crime activities, including scams and online gambling. They go on to say that they have zero tolerance for that. So, um, yeah, they, they're probably going to be up against it. Uh, let's see here. Police said another 12 people were assisting with investigations while eight others are currently on its wanted list. The country's central bank and financial regulator of the Monetary Authority of Singapore said it had been in contact with financial institutions where the potentially tainted funds had been identified. Um, it added that it would take firm action against institutions which did not meet anti-money laundering requirements. So, I mean, hey, that's a, that's a clamp down. They're, they're saying, no way, not in this town. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's the news for the day. That's, that's our Saturday. Um, thank you so much for, you know, making it this far. That's awesome. You're great. You're radical. Uh, if you'd like to support further, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Uh, you do become a newsy at that point. You get newsy status if you'd like to use it. I shout you out on the podcast. Uh, shout out whatever project thing you're doing if you'd like. 
And let's see here what else we got. Uh, free ways to hit me up, isaiahnews1 at gmail.com. I'm also on all, the, on all of the socials. So if you'd like to you know, follow me or the podcast, that's a thing. That is an option. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, subscribe to the YouTube. That's another way to support. That helps out a lot. Uh, thumbs up are always good. All the stars, all the lights, all the nice comments. We love to see it. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's all I have. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.